0: Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tandy, and I'm Aaron, and this is our Seventh Heaven
1: podcast. Yes, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be bringing you season three, episode four of Seventh Heaven, the title of which uh, is "The Legacy." But on Amazon Prime, they have it just labeled as "Legacy." Amazon Prime keeps on messing up. Yes, um, I, we should write a letter. Yes, we should. But if you are in Germany, strongly worded. If you're in Germany, is that a white chicks thing? There's, I've never uh, seen white chicks, oh, so... people always say that, and then they're like, ha oh, white chicks. But anyway, <laughs> if you're in Germany, the title of this episode is Misunderstanding, which is, more, again, more appropriate than The Legacy. Um, so the IMDb user synopsis for this episode... Well, before
0: we do that, I feel like we should do some shout-outs to our fans oh, who've yeah. been interacting with us quite a lot lately. Um, yeah. So... From the season fin- season two finale, we kind of posited. Put out a question. Yeah. yeah,
1: three, yeah posited. posited. Is, a that, is that a word?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I do that right? Yes. Um, using the English language correctly, which I was not able to do in the last recording. Um, I posited, or we posited, like, what the hell was all that stuff? Why was there paint all over the Rev? Not the Rev, the Colonel and the Ruth. Uh, and we actually got some responses. So we have um, at Meg121186 and at XO Tony Roney XO, uh, who gave us their theories. Um, I think one of them was about kidnapping Happy.
1: And they both involved kidnapping Happy, and the, the one that was in more detail was, I believe this was Meg121186, was like, oh, that they were digging the hole that Happy escaped from. Um, so I guess that makes sense.
0: And that the paint was actually dried mud. Yes. Um, so thanks, guys, for interacting with us. And also, a special shout-out to at Rosie Merriman who uh, spent her last weekend marathoning some Camdencast. I hope that you, or we hope that you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And we'll enjoy this episode, She's too. behind
1: in marathoning it, though. She might, it might take her a bit to get here. But when you get here... Yes. We are still here.
0: We are still here, and we appreciate you.
1: Yes. We appreciate so, all of you. Thanks to all you listeners. Uh...
0: If you want to be shouted out to, just Twitter at us. Just
1: the, it's a very low bar. I mean, not to, say that, not to degrade the people who have interacted with us, but we just are thrilled when anyone interacts at all.
0: Uh, yeah, we get, We'll let you know how to get to us at the end of the episode, yes. so
1: stay tuned. So anyway, our IMDb user synopsis for this episode is Simon's classmate Mark Huff's Father Carl is stopped by a light push from caring biology teacher Lane to storm at his boy. When Carl complains to the principal, Simon dares only say he didn't get a clear view, then feels morally guilty for not having prevented a fine teacher being suspended, later even dismissed. Eric finds out Carl is a domestic bully and gets Lane reinstated. Matt and his mate Scott misread apparently sexual signals from a teaching assistant, which causes repeated havoc for Matt. Rather than let Annie choose a disastrous pregnancy project, Eric arranges a handsome piano teacher, Josh, who flirtatiously restores her self-esteem. So, a lot of that's wrong. Yes, a lot Uh, of that's wrong,
0: (laughs) which we'll get to as we uh, go through this. But I guess first impressions. First,
1: that's you. I'm that's supposed me. to ask you. Yes. you. You do that. Do you
0: not have any first impressions ever?
1: Um, well, I've already watched it once. Th- this would be like second impressions, and I don't know. I've seen. I've seen it all. <laughs> You're over it. Nothing surprises me because I've seen the wildest episodes.
0: Um, I guess. The thing that struck out to me this episode, which I feel like I should have noticed in prior episodes, but I really noticed in this one, uh, was that they did a really job—a really job good—a really good job of casting in, like, the Camdens with how—especially with Lucy and Annie, because you can definitely tell that Lucy is Annie's daughter in this episode. But the thing
1: is, they always go back to—especially towards the end of the run— they're like, oh well, Lucy is you know uh, the Rev's daughter for sure. She's so sensitive and she wants to help everyone, which is actually means getting their business and not actually help them.
0: I just felt like when it comes to like the big Actor, overreacting, yeah. like dramatic things, uh, they kind of both reach like that level um, and both have the kind of like similar like turns of phrase and stuff, which I haven't noticed. I didn't notice until this episode. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's get into the cold open first. Yes.
1: Um, so. We have a car ride. To school. Uh, where. Which Ruthie has a trumpet mouthpiece, and she's just making noise with it.
0: Oh, and she's getting on everybody's nerves. Uh, Simon gets dropped off first. Uh, the Rev is driving Ruthie, Simon, Mary, and Lucy. Uh, Mary kind of, like, turns around, she's in, she's riding shotgun. It's like, why are you, like, you, I can feel the spit in my hair.
1: And, and then Ruthie says something about it being hair gel or something. Yeah. And Mary's like, I didn't have any in, so we're just supposed to gather, like, this is a joke about spit being hair gel. Um, but uh, uh, Ruthie's excuse is that she's a slave to the muse. Which is short for music. According to Ruthie. Yes, this is not real. But, yeah. uh, so... I don't know. That's going on. Um, but That sets up, like, the Ruthie storyline Well, and as her. they drive away, there's a trumpet out the window, which I thought was particularly humorous. Especially because Ruthie's in the middle seat and Lucy's <laughs> by the window, and she's just completely disregarding that Lucy's well, exists. And she also pulls the trumpet out of nowhere. It's just the mouthpiece, and then, like, it cuts to another part of the scene, and it goes back, and there's just a trumpet there. So,
0: yeah. Uh, and the rest of the cold open is dedicated to Simon's storyline. Uh, Simon gets out of the car and is walking towards the school, and he sees his science teacher, uh, Mr. Lane, who we gather is, like, a cool teacher because Simon's like, hey, Mr. Lane, and he's super excited to see him. Uh, and then we see uh, Mark, the who's, like, one of Simon's classmates, come out of the car, and Mark's dad also comes out of the car, and he's like, you're welcome!
1: Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> like, yes. Really? <laughs> yes. He's just screaming at me, and, and then the kid's, like, running away in fear and, like, ducking his head. And as our IMDb user synopsis said, a light... So Mr. Lane, like, puts himself in between Mark and Mr. Huff. Carl. Carl Huff. And he does just, like, tap him, and the guy's like... I don't know. He's offended and upset, and he's like, This is none of your business, blah, blah, blah.
0: And yeah, so Simon uh, watches, watches as he gets pushed, and then
1: that's the end of the cold open. I, well, yeah, and Mr. Lane sees him. Oh
0: yeah, and then Carl's like, "You're gonna get, you're gonna hear about this." He,
1: yes, because it's been he's been assaulted.
0: Um, I forgot to mention something that I just looked at my notes about. Um, Ruthie tries to insult Mary by saying that she's an L and a seven together, and then everybody in the car does the L and the seven and. They're like, it's a square. Oh, Mary's a square. But this plays a very significant role
1: later on. Oh, you didn't even know when you were writing it down, how <laughs> yeah. important it would be. It would be very
0: important in a di- completely different storyline. Look at look at that smart
1: writing. Incredible. Incredible. Brenda Hampton. Got to hand it to her. So, I don't even know if she wrote this episode. We never look at that. We just uh, say it's Brenda Hampton because yeah. she's just the mastermind. Oh, she's, she's obviously behind this all. Um, so there's that. Um, and then that's the end of the cold open. Uh, Let's uh, start with Mary's
0: storyline. Um, so Mary in her English class... I don't think I got this teacher's name.
1: Did you? Ms. No, McKee. McKee? Mrs. McKee or Miss McKee. Um, they're reading the Scarlet Letter, and by reading the Scarlet Letter, literally the teacher is just standing... This is a high school English class. She's just standing at the front of the room. Is she a junior now? Yeah, that's that's what it is. And she's just reading them... Reading from the Scarlet Letter, and everyone is asleep, and they're like, oh, this is so boring. So Mary, when the class is over, Mary and her, like, uh, basketball buddies, one of them is Corey from, the girl from General Hospital or whatever. Yes, Courtney, who was from Who was supposed to be a senior last year, if you recall. Yes. I believe that was stated, but... Um, but she's still at the school. She's still in school, and now she's, she's actually gone back a year. <laughs> she's now a junior again. Um... They just talk about how bored they are, uh, like, listening to the old teacher recite the Scarlet Letter.
0: Um, They decide to hatch a plan that the next time they have this class, they're just going to skip it because they're not missing anything. Um, So the next scene that we have in Mary's storyline is the very next day, and she's about to head to class, but her basketball
1: birdie's like, what are we missing? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, let's duck out, and we have the best... I don't even know. Wait, bag.
0: Let's bag it. Is that what they say? Oh, What's the wait, phrase?
1: Oh, I don't think I wrote this down. Yeah, like uh, let's bag that class or something. Like, yes. Um, I, I think they're like, oh, we're going to go to English, and one of them is just like, let's bag it. <laughs> so they bag it, and we see what it means to bag it.
0: And we get a <laughs> skipping school montage. Now, I like. I don't think I've ever actually skipped like a high school class. I think I was too much of a, like a nerd. And I, d- I did. I don't. I definitely don't think I did. But like, I would imagine if you're going to skip class, you would do something cool. Well, to me, probably like it was like, the end of
1: the day, so I was leaving to go home, mm-hmm. and I was on the bus with a teacher. <laughs> Good. That's great. And yes,
0: I think I'd probably. I think what? No, you know what I did? I think when I like quote unquote skipped class, I it was like during lunch, so I extended my lunch oh. so I could go like to a farther place to eat. And get, like, like Burger King instead of usual McDonald's or something. Because there was a no. McDonald's closer to me and the Burger King was farther away. But, um...
1: And we also had... Well, there was, like... We also got, like, free periods in high school all four years. They just called them, like, study... It was, like, study hall or whatever. Right. But I was, like, really bad at art. So my art teacher also just let me go hang... Like... But he, didn't, he never expected me to show up because he was like, you're so bad at this. Please don't. Um,
0: well, I'm just saying, I, I, like, have this, like, idea of what skipping class means. And, like, you're going to do something cool. And what Mary and her basketball <laughs> buds decide is cool is going to, like, the local playground. And...
1: They're, like, on the swings. On the slides. Also, they dance out of school. Like, it's... <laughs> Like, they're going to do something really, really cool.
0: And the camera work is, like, slowed down, but also sped up. So, like, you can see what, I don't know what it's called. It's but like,
1: like a, a progression, like, it, the progression of, like, their movements. I yeah. don't know how to say it, like, the, I, I want to say it's like a flip book.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, there's an actual phrase know, for it that I, I cannot, know. like,
1: think of. I'm not film people. I'm not an artist, clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um... I was just going to put a bunch of letters together and call it, like, a thing, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> but there's, like, music, and they're at a playground, and they're on the swings and the slide. There's, like, us one scene, which is, like, very disgusting, where Mary is drinking out of a water fountain, and then
1: spits, and spits it on her friends.
0: Yes. And they're having the time of their life, and this montage will hopefully be somewhere on our social media. But there are a lot of montages so she's in, in this episode, yeah, so we're going to so, have trouble uh, figuring out which one we're going to choose. Yeah. Um, as soon as they get back and they're all, like, on this high... Wait, before we do this, uh, this is one of our 90s fashion moments.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, Mary is wearing, I want to say, like, almost like a bandeau. It's it's like a band, like, or, like, a crop top. You can't really tell because over it she's got, like, a men's Hawaiian shirt or something. It's very,
0: like, SoCal.
1: Yes. Um... I feel like she should have had, like, a puka shell, like...
0: What is that, like... Uh, that I was gonna say restaurant, but that's not a restaurant. What is the Tommy Bahama? No, <laughs> no, the um, the, like the clothing store that did like purely like SoCal stuff. Hollister? No, not Hollister. It's... Um, they did like all the surf stuff. No, I... no, PacSun. I don't know. Like, I no, yeah, think... PacSun. That's oh, it. Oh, it's, it's PacSun. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 But it's basically it looks like a top from Sun and then she's wearing like very big bell bottoms. Yes um it's very nineties, very like California nineties too yeah, um, I will say that like during cer- like certain scenes from far away, she looked very androgynous,
1: which is I guess why the w b was so adamant about her get making her hair long again, but I guess I mean but... we're speculating here, yeah uh, <laughs> these <laughs> these opinions are all our own, yes,
0: um <laughs> But they get back to school, and
1: they think they've gotten away with it, and they run directly into the English teacher. Which was stupid, because this is, like, a big school. It's a public high school. And they go in the door where their class is getting out of. <laughs> like, why would you go walk in? Uh, well, obviously, to set up the show. Um, but the
0: way that they, like, film this <laughs> this, <laughs> this teacher is very reminiscent of how, how they film the uh, frat house scenes from a couple of episodes ago. But, like, it's very close up on her face, and she looks really evil. Um even though she was like a nice old lady in the prior scene who was just really obsessed with the scarlet letter which i actually have not read so
1: oh so did you do you must have skipped that class
0: no yeah. we i don't think it was just i don't think we did it in our english class
1: that's like oh well it's,
0: all right. or maybe we did and i don't i don't know i was not into nathaniel hawthorne or any of American the things Le- he did it's
1: very boring yes it is uh. Uh, Sorry if you love American Lit. I mean,
0: there's like a portion of American Lit I really love. What, like the great Gatsby? No, like Toni Morrison. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: You don't read that in high school, though?
0: No, I read read Beloved and The Color Purple in high school.
1: Oh,
0: interesting. I I guess I had a new wave English teacher. Um,
1: (laughs) Not this old lady.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so Mary then, we don't hear anything until she has a scene with Lucy where Lucy's like, you're going to get in trouble for this. And Mary feels bad and then goes to apologize to her mother about it.
1: Well, but we... So in that scene, like, I didn't get the idea that Annie and the Rev already knew. Yeah, same. I didn't also... Because Lucy is like, I don't know, don't you feel... Fact. She's like, oh, no, given. She's like, this is a given that you're... And we'll get back to that. Yeah. But she's like, it's a given that you're going to be grounded for the rest of your life because when you... Did whatever, you got grounded for a week, and, and when you did this, you were grounded for two weeks. But this is so much bigger than all of that, so you're going to be grounded forever. So she's like, you better go apologize. And when Mary goes down to apologize... Uh, and Annie has a very <laughs> extreme reaction. Right, and Annie's like, oh, well, basically we find out that Mary was, like, taken out of class. Like, Annie had to go pick her up. This all happened off screen. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, when I got the, you know, are you apologizing to me because you skipped class or because you got caught and because I had to come and pick you up from school and whatever. And Annie says some other stuff that's very dramatic and I was kind of tuning it out because it was...
0: It was, yeah, it was basically like, uh, I can't believe you didn't read The Scarlet Letter. It's all about being ostracized in a community and about societal norms oh, yeah. and morals and stuff and this is what you need to read about. And then, Morals. Yeah, and then she calls this is when you probably tuned back in, when she called Mary a weenie.
1: Oh, yes. I I wrote this down a lot, yes. I wrote, Mary is a weenie. Mary's, oh, later. (laughs) My kid is a weenie. She's like, my kid's a weenie. And then Mary asks, like, what her punishment is. And she's like, that's a real weenie thing to say. Like, you know, you care more about the punishment than the crime. Weenie. Uh, Yeah,
0: I also am not comfortable with that word at all.
1: I feel like only children can get away with calling other, like, children weenie, but when a a mother calls her daughter a weenie... I'm gonna... I don't want to use this excuse, but I'm just gonna chalk this to
0: Annie's pregnancy.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, the rest of the episodes until she has these demon children. Um. Everything is chalked up to her pregnancy, but... All right, so anyway, later on we find out that Mary... So Mary wasn't suspended from school, and... Annie agrees with that because she's like the punishment for skipping school shouldn't be getting to stay home from school. So we find out that she, her, and Corey and the other the other girl have they have to miss they can't play in the next upcoming basketball game, and instead they are selling hot dogs out in the parking and lot and lemonade and popcorn and lemonade and popcorn and they are wearing scarlet letters and. I don't know. Some I, guy is like, you let us all down in there, we're getting killed. And then Mary's like, Now I know how Hester Prynne felt. Which I'm I haven't read the Scarlet Letter,
0: but I have the general gist of what it's about, and I'm pretty sure Mary has no idea how this girl felt. Yeah. So wrong. Although the
1: Camden's house is a little bit like a puritanical society.
0: Well yeah, but she's not like accused of being she, Yeah, she's and she almost was. <laughs> right. I feel like I feel like they could have done the Scarlet Letter storyline in a different episode. I don't know why yeah. they like, put it, like, jam it into this one. Uh, but that's it. That's Barry's storyline. Oh, I
1: mean, there's, like, an end scene where they're all bumbling with the things they're supposed to be, like, oh, and serving. And just, like, throws the lemonade as hard as she can across the parking lot. But And also, why were they selling the stuff in the parking lot for a basketball game? I don't. <laughs> uh, so... I, ooh, all knows? right. Anyway, moving on. Um, we'll go to
0: Matt's storyline next, uh, which kind of picks up on... Yeah, and
1: his entitlement. Yeah, yeah, on
0: this, like, thread of, like, Matt being, yeah, he thinks he's entitled to all of the women. Um, it starts out with them at Eddie's Pool Hall. I don't know if we mentioned this before. I noticed it for the first time, but the pool hall actually has a name, and it's called Eddie's.
1: We've seen... I, this isn't the first time we've seen this line. I guess this is the first time you noticed it. Yeah. But they never call it more than the pool hall. Like, it's never like, I'm going to Eddie's, so... So we're at the pool hall.
0: He's studying... there with a new friend. Named Scott. Uh, We've never seen him before. Probably won't ever see him again, because he turns out to be a horrible friend. He was awful, yeah. Um, And their English professor walks in. So she's not a TA. She's Dr. LaRue.
1: LaRue. LaRue, LaRue. LaRue. It's French. No, I don't know. I made that up, but... uh...
0: And we're supposed to gather that she's, like, hot stuff. Again, I don't see it. Um... (sighs) It, like, it leaves Scott, like, tongue-tied. Like, he just stares at her in awe. And and he's like,
1: oh, she was totally coming on to you or whatever. Oh, she she's like, do you want to play pool or whatever? Yeah. And he tells Matt, like, I think he also suggests that when they're in class that she's, like, coming on to him. So he's like, oh, you need to go. Like, Matt, so she asks if they want to play pool, and Matt's just, like, acts like a normal human being and is like, yes, okay, that would be lovely. And when she walks away... Scott, who has been silent the entire time, is like, oh, you're so smooth. Like, how did you handle that so well? And then Matt goes and plays pool with her. Um, But I think in between there, before he goes and plays pool with her, Scott's like, she wants you, blah, 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 uh, all of these signals. Um, And Matt,
0: because he thinks that every girl is in love with him. Believes it. (laughs) So then when he's walking the professor to her car after the pool game... He leans in to go and kiss her, and she very eloquently goes, What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, which is obviously not an homage to What Are We Doing by Ruthie,
1: but I'm gonna just. So, and put and that I, in like, there. I, I like how later on, well, later on, uh, Matt, does, it, it's while their lips are still touching. <laughs> like they're still, and she's just like, What are you doing?
0: So he clearly, quote unquote, read the signals wrong, um, which. I feel like is a understatement about what actually
1: happened he <laughs> because just, this is his professor. Yeah, like this like,
0: isn't just some girl he tried to kiss. Yeah. This is his like he,
1: English professor. Yes.
0: She's a doctor. <laughs> um anyway, so she he like is having buddy
1: pal man time with his dad about it. He's like, right, and he tells his father like, "Oh, I just made a huge mistake and I tried to kiss my professor." And the rev is just like Okay, so that was a mistake. Don't do it again. Or like,
0: <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Do you have nothing else to say about the fact that your son thought that his professor was coming on to him? What is it with like the Camden parents and their like complete ignorance of older women
1: and Matt? And also the way that so they get on him for like things he never he didn't do, and then he's like upfront with him about things that they should be like, hey, that's not cool, <laughs> and they're just like, all right, try again. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he decides to skip class, um, just like Mary did.
1: Uh, and, and so Scott. the next scene we have is he's like on the college campus and Scott is coming out of class. And he has Matt's paper for, his graded paper for him. And he gives it to, well, I don't know. They have a little conversation about how Matt's like, oh, I couldn't come to class. I'm so embarrassed. Then he looks at his paper and he's like, he got a C minus. Uh, yeah, he looks at it, and he's like, oh, she was just trying to get revenge on me. Um, because, of course, he's entitled to have the woman and then when the women don't want him, it's not because his writing is poor. It is because... The
0: woman does not want him.
1: Yes, it, it's beca- it's it's revenge. And Scott says, I
0: would be a woman, I know them so well. <laughs>
1: wait, there's another great thing that, that was said in here. Oh, aren't you the kitty's cat? Because <laughs> and he goes, I'm more the kitty's litter. Right, because this is about, oh, Scott didn't know that Matt tri- had kissed um, Dr. Laroe so uh, when Matt tells him, he thinks, like, oh, solid. And he's like, aren't you the kitty's cat? And, Yeah.
0: Anyway, Scott says, look, trust me, I know women. Uh, She clearly was getting revenge. You clearly deserve, like, an A-plus on this. We're in
1: college. We're supposed to be adults. You go in there and you talk to her about this grade. So he
0: does just that because
1: clearly Scott's been zero for
0: one on his advice about women. So he's going to be right this time around. And turns out Scott's zero for two because she's like, "Uh, the reason that you got a C- is because... You did not do any analysis whatsoever. She's like, this paper sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, she's like, I don't care. Like, you just made a mistake. Uh, Right. She's like, you know
1: what I think of last night? Like, you misread, like, signals that I wasn't giving, and you made a mistake, and, like, it's in the past, whatever. Um, And and she's like... You're the
0: one that's not acting like an adult now because you didn't show up to my class, and now you're thinking that the reason that you got your grade was not because you didn't do well, but because, like, I... And so immature that.
1: I have to seek revenge on you by giving you a bad grade.
0: Um, so. So he fucks up. And instead of, you know, apologizing right away, he goes to daddy. <laughs> and he has yes. another conversation with his dad uh, about, uh, I read more signals wrong. Yes. And it's like, well, dude, actually, like, you've been pretty, like, complacent in this thing. It's Scott that's been, like, giving you wrong information. Whatever. Uh, And the Rev basically tells him, like, you should probably actually apologize to her. So then he goes back to the class at that night, I think. And they have, like, an adult conversation or something. But it's really stupid because she apologizes for, like, making him think that something was going on.
1: I was like you don't need to
0: apologize for that.
1: Right, because he just was being very presumptuous and terrible again.
0: And also like in a real life situation, this could be like something that has very serious consequences for Matt. Uh and it like and she's acting pretty like laissez-faire
1: about it. So well, I think we're supposed to gather that she's like this happens to her a lot.
0: <laughs> which so, like which is more reason why there should be more serious like thought put into this. I guess, yes. But, like, I think they were trying to do something, like, fairly low maintenance for this, like, storyline.
1: And again, it brings me back to they just should leave some people alone when they're working on... because what I would argue is the main storyline doesn't get nearly enough time. Exactly. So...
0: Um... That's but yeah, a, that's that's it. Uh for Matt's storyline. I guess it's resolved. Yeah. Uh I think like what ends up happening is she gives him another chance at writing the paper.
1: Which is another thing I hate that the show always does. Like the Camdens always get second chances to do schoolwork or whatever with these like bullshit excuses. But anyway. Um,
0: we'll do a quick and dirty storyline now with Ruthie. Um uh, as we said in the from the cold open, Ruthie is a slave to the music. Um <laughs> So she's trying out different instruments. Uh, after the trumpet, she
1: tries out the flute. And, and it's <laughs> a great conversation. Yes, go ahead. About, I don't even know, she's like, well, to play the flute, you have to blow from two places at once. And hold c- your breath a certain way. Ser- yeah, we see her laying on the ground because she's like passed out because she has no oxygen. and She's very lightheaded from, playing the fl-
0: from blowing the flute.
1: Yes, and she's got all these different instructions about how hard it is to play the flute. And I don't know. She's, oh, she says, she tells Simon that she gave up on the trumpet, as we saw her with in the first scene, because she didn't like the spit valve. I just wrote down this, the spit valve was not for Ruthie, so I don't know exactly what she says. But there's a long conversation about blowing the flute and how hard it is. And you said that this was like. Your top scene between Simon and Ruthie ever? Yeah, because
0: <laughs> it was the most banter ever, and it this and it was quick. Yeah, it they was very were good quick. With it. Yeah, very quick witted, like going back and forth. I like enjoy that on on television, like the quick rap, rap- rapport,
1: like a Gilmore Girls. Oh uh, God, <laughs>
0: don't. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but like this this episode also, I feel like is one of the first times we get Ruthie gets a lot of lines. She speaks a lot in yeah, this Yeah, I didn't episode. even notice,
1: though, because it was so quick. Like, all of yeah. it was, like, her trying to act like like a jazz musician. Like,
0: I'm hip. <laughs> She's so hip. Um, but Ruthie, I guess, uh, decides that, like, basically Simon gives her a pep talk and says, you can choose a completely different instrument. Like, you don't need to choose the flute. So the next day in music class, we have this like the all the instruments available, including like the maracas and and a, a violin. Yeah, and she decides to go for the biggest instrument there, which is the tenor sax. Which as you, uh, if you're not a, <laughs> <if> you're not, <laughs> as you
1: all know, if you're not a band it's person, mid-sized sax.
0: <laughs> and, but it's as tall as Ruthie. Um, I played the alto sax, and I tried to play the tenor. But like I did it's not too have heavy. The, no, I didn't have the breath capacity to oh. make any noise. So if I couldn't do it, I don't feel like Ruthie, the six-year-old, could. But I see. Uh, she chooses it, and th- like the music teacher is like, "Good choice. You're gonna be the only girl uh, playing this, riffing on it." He says, "Yes." Um, um,
1: and she yeah, it's like taller than her. So uh... so
0: she attempts playing
1: it. Uh, she gets uh, she 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 gets good sound out of it. She, it just sounds like. <laughs> it sounds like a foghorn.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it sounds like. I was going to say like when a ship is coming to shore, but yeah, a foghorn. That's exactly it. Yes. Um. That like I feel like that doesn't work out for her either. Um. There's a brief scene in between here where we basically get that the entire house is like annoyed with the fact that she's constantly playing music,
1: which Simon copes with by putting on a football helmet. And everyone else is, like, earplugs in.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he, like, sits in a bathtub or something. Uh, but before this happens, she has this weird conversation with, with Simon where she's, like, sitting
1: on his bed. Wait, she, then she crawls on top of him. Right. She's got him, like, pinned down, and she tells him that he should pierce his ear because it would be really boss- So she's got this new musician vocabulary, and I'm really sad to know that it doesn't stick with her.
0: Well, yeah, and she says something like, this is America, and I can pick whatever instrument I want to pick. And she does. She decides the instrument that she wants to pick is her own voice. Uh, She walks across a choir room that's singing bingo, and she's
1: a slave to the music. And then she realizes that it's good because you don't have to carry an instrument around, which is probably the worst part about being in band in school. Right, she. getting the instrument. The places. reason that she
0: chose the flute was because it had a cute, like, case. So she chooses her voice. And I guess we can. Do you want to talk about this ominous montage now?
1: <laughs> or do we want to talk about <laughs> <Yes>. it later? <laughs> so, anyway, at the end of the episode, near the as end we of the episode. said, near the end of the episode, yeah. Uh, Ruthie has chosen her own voice as her instrument, <laughs> and Annie. Well, side note: Annie's storyline. She has started taking piano lessons. Right. So, the entire house is still going crazy because Ruthie won't stop making noise, and while they kind of like fade to black, uh, while Annie is just playing like these very like ominous. Piano chords, mm-hmm. and it's while Ruthie is singing, and it gets slower and slower, and it shows the own, like the whole family being like aggravated by this, and then it kind of fades to black, and it was very very ominous, and this like wins my choice for the, for the video that should be posted anywhere, but uh, well, because it really was like the the beginning of you said oh, yeah. the beginning of a horror movie because it like got slower and slower, and, and also, the chords got darker and darker,
0: and also like. It, you know how like the latest trend in movie trailers is like, a like a slower, creepier version of like songs we're used to, like <laughs> like um, yes, like Lana Del Rey's version of Once Upon a Dream, or like Age of Ultron's uh, trailer was like the Pinocchio song. There's no strings on me or something, or and
1: like that, whatever they're doing with the
0: Fifty Shades. I'm right, exactly, and <laughs> Crazy in Love. That's right. the, yeah. So. This was, like, a very slowed-down version of Bingo.
1: <laughs> In case you don't know what we're talking about, it's like, there was a farmer, had a dog. And Bingo was his name that Yes.
0: Well, Ruthie's singing that, and, like, she's standing on a chair also, which is, I feel like... And she's also wearing this, She's
1: about to hang herself, like, (laughs) the next scene of the movie, and she just steps off that stool.
0: But she's also wearing this, like,
1: all-black outfit, which I didn't understand what that was, but you mentioned... I don't think this is where she was wearing it, but the the outfit you're talking about was, like, a tennis uh, dress. It
0: just looked weird on, like, little Ruthie, I feel like. It would be something, like, Lucy might wear, but not Ruthie. I yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, and that's Ruthie's storyline, is she's found her instrument, and it's her voice. Uh, This was a great episode for
1: Ruthie, apparently. I guess we'll get to the uh, main storyline of the episode, why it's called The Legacy. Oh, all right, we could say this is the main storyline, but they don't treat it as such, so... That's why it's here in the middle of this.
0: <laughs> so after the cold open, um, after Simon's witnessed everything that went down with Carl, Huff, and Mr. Lane, uh, he gets called to the office where Mr. Lane and Mr. Huff are. Um, and the principal is like, can you please tell us what happened? So remember, Simon's only seen what happened what's happened from far away. He hasn't heard like uh, the conversation that was happening. I think that he might have, but
1: we' like he kind of realizes the gravity of the situation. So he just says, uh, he, he says very little. He says, I don't really know what was said between them. But, yeah, Mr. Lane pushed Mr. Huff. But that's all I saw. I couldn't hear what they said. And then I went into school. So uh,
0: he, like, is very nervous. And Mr. Lane, like, being the awesome, cool teacher that he is, is like, you've done great. Like, you did good. You told the truth. And the next thing we know, uh, Simon is being told. And I don't know by who. I thought it was Mark, but it might just be a random kid. Um, Maybe I'm gonna say it's Mark
1: I think it was Mark uh, uh, So
0: Mark Remember is It was Mark m- Is Mr. Huff's child uh, s- Tell Simon That Mr. Lane ha- Like doesn't have a job anymore That uh, sh- He's been fired Or suspended Or something And they're looking for Like a long term substitute Now this like Completely emotionally Throws <laughs> Simon Cause he runs out of the school uh, So here's another theme Of skipping class This is the now third, yeah, third Camden who skips class. Uh, and he runs straight home to the Rev, uh, who's in the carton. Uh, and they have, like, he's, like, crying. And he's, like, talking about how he's the reason that Mr. Lane got fired. And Mr. Lane probably hates him. And the Rev's like, I'm going to investigate. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, so he investigates by getting coffee at Eddie's pool hall with Mr. Lane. Um, we learn that Mr. Lane was uh, is the product of child abu- abuse, or not the product of child abuse. Yeah, I don't uh, know if that's the... Well, his basically his dad abused, like, hit him. Uh, yeah. His dad was very abusive, and he saw the warning signs from Mark's father, so he, he took, like, preemptive measures and pushed him when he shouldn't
1: have. Um I think the rev which as again as our IMDB user synopsis said it was a tap it was
0: <laughs> but apparently it was assault and the revs like I think you should get help for this uh because it's clearly still affecting you and he's like I didn't know it was going to still affect me <laughs> like look dude everybody has parent issues and they affect them forever
1: so <laughs> you're going to be screwed up forever <laughs> um, and then you're going to screw up other people
0: and the was like oh I see like something else is going on here I'm gonna go and check out like Mark's house and see what's happening so he goes to Mark's house Mark is outside um, um, yeah, just hiding in a bush <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, I thought it was because he got kicked out but it might just be that like he wanted to get away from the fighting that was occurring indoors um, then the door opens and
1: <laughs> the father is like yeah he's like oh well before the door opens he's like And I don't know I packed your clothes or whatever Get out And he throws a suitcase out the front door And we see He sees that the Rev has just arrived And then Mark kind of comes out from behind the bushes Wait, no The Rev had already started talking to Mark So the Rev is kind of engaged with Mark Right in front of the house And then Carl comes out And he's like Get away from my son He needs to come inside Get off my property Or I'm going to call the cops And the Rev is like well, you'll save me the trouble of calling the cops.
0: He gets in between uh, Mark and his dad and is like, look. The thing is, right, he gets and in. And Mrs.
1: Huff is just picking up her clothes off of the front lawn.
0: She has one line in this, and it's,
1: oh, no! <laughs> <And> that's It's <laughs> it great, though. She delivered it with a lot of conviction.
0: She has no other voice in this. We Everything else is spoken on her behalf. I just want to say it, which is, like, completely fucked up. But the one thing I will say about the scene is the Rev gets in the way of the father and the son because he thinks the father's about to do something violent towards the son. But, like, the way that the Rev decides to push uh, Mark out of the way is way more violent than we've seen in the entire episode. He just
1: grabs him.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know how this gets resolved. It feels like there was all this conversation that was had telepath- telepathically that we did not hear because all of a sudden um, the Rev's like, it's done. <laughs> and, then, and then, like Carl walks back into his house,
1: and, and, and his father is still there. The police were not called, and and the, and the mother goes back in the house too. No,
0: the mother like gets her suitcase. Oh wait, didn't she leave? I thought. Yeah, she, she takes oh. her son, and they walk away. Oh okay, I totally miss.
1: I misread that scene.
0: But it's like, oh, all of a sudden it's over, and the next thing we hear is that. Um, Mr. Lane is reinstated back into the school. Uh, The mother got, like, a restraining order and, like, called the police and is pressing charges against her husband. Uh, And everything's great. Like, it's done. It's resolved. Uh,
1: He's, like, Carl is in court-ordered abuse therapy. I don't really fucking know what it is. I guess it's, like, very progressive. It's, like, a domestic uh, violence court.
0: Um, (laughs) And then Mr. Lane spends, like, the end of the episode talking telling about
1: telling wait way oversharing with his middle school students about his how he was abused and like the cycle of abuse and breaking it and but also these are like 12-year-old kids and it's like this is an adult man and this is a little maybe you shouldn't be telling your students this about you a little overshare You can very
0: much have this conversation without sharing... Right, just about, you know... And also, the person who should be hearing this conversation, which is Mark, is not in that classroom. Uh, Right, right. also,
1: where was Mark...
0: Uh, Because he's like, it's not your fault if this happens. It's, like, the other person's fault, but you have to break the cycle. And then he talks about, like, everybody thought I was so klutzy, and I would wear long sleeves because I had all these bruises.
1: And he's, like, joking about it, too. He's not, like, yeah.
0: And I'm just like, oh, they could have done this a lot. Like, they, again, rushed this plot into this episode when they could have spent, like, a lot more time on it and, like, been more thorough with it. Um, But that's, like, really it for Simon and the Rev storyline. Um, We'll do a quick
1: Annie storyline We kind of talked about it before she, So we know that Annie Has pregnancy projects from, from the first episode where she talks about her Ethnic cooking that she took up when Simon When she was pregnant with Simon But this time around The first scene we see her She is trying to do, take on Landscaping or I don't know, landscape design And she is trying to make a bush in their backyard look like... Hedge trimming. Yeah, but she's trying to make it look like bunny ears. Like, nothing, you know, crazy. It seemed like something that might be pretty straightforward for a beginner. And she can't do it, and she's like, it's because well, the rev comes and sees it, and she's like, it's because my stupid stomach is in the way. I'm twice as big as I was, you know, with any of the other uh, kids, because there's two kids. Um... So the rev sees this and he's like, oh, he speak he speaks to Matt at some point where he says, she's always insecure when she's pregnant and I know she doesn't like the way she looks, so I've learned that I just need to let her like feel confident any way she can. Um, he decides the best way to do it is for her to take piano lessons. With Mittens'
0: Nep- nephew. Josh Henkel. Uh, Josh Henkel, who's supposed to be very good-looking. I guess... no, I- no. I mean... I'm fighting this. He's all right looking. I, he has a good jawline. I don't know. But he's not as, like, um hubba hubba as, like, Annie makes it out to be. Uh, Annie spends the rest of the episode, like, dressing up and putting on some makeup to look nice for Josh. Um, and she's learning piano. But, like, really isn't because anytime she plays the piano, it sounds horrible.
1: Um, I mean, except for when the, the Ruthie, when she's right. playing Ruthie out, it sounds better than it ever has, but also horrifying.
0: Um, and the end of this really is Josh saying that you're my favorite student and you're beautiful and incredible.
1: And he gives her like a kiss on the cheek.
0: Yeah, which, wow. Um, <laughs> and he and leaves. that
1: does it for Annie. This and is... Annie's
0: like, oh my God. And she like confesses to, to the Rev about how like clearly she was flirting and he was flirting back. But she doesn't mention the kiss. She just mentions that he like complimented her. I'm like, well, if you're going to confess anything, you should, like, confess the kiss. Um, but apparently it was the Rev's plan all along. Uh, if he calls her beautiful, she thinks he's biased, but if somebody else does, she'll believe it. Right. So
1: so it worked, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh. There was a scene in the middle, which I thought was pretty funny, where the Rev was like, you know it's okay if you want to flirt with him or if you like being flirted and with. And she freaks out. And she's like... I'm having the kids of my, like, the love of my life, and you're asking if you, I want to flirt with another man? And then,
1: and then she, she does it, and she's, like, feeling real happy about it. So so I guess good work, the
0: Rev. Also, I'm glad you're secure in your marriage and you're not, an, like, an overly jealous man. Yeah. Uh, that's it. And then we have the final storyline, which is Lucy's storyline, which is, frankly, the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen.
1: Um, well, you haven't seen enough episodes of the show.
0: Clearly, I'm only on season three. Um, so Lucy has forgotten her lunch uh, in her geometry classroom, and she walks back to her geometry classroom <laughs> to grab her lunch.
1: And oh, wait, we have the return of Shelby, who I forget she was the bulimia girl, but who she did she wasn't bulimic. <laughs> Annie fixed all of her family's kind of food insecurity issues. Um, she's Lulu from
0: General Hospital.
1: Yeah. Um, so she's back, and they're walking down the hall, and Lucy realizes she forgot her lunch.
0: Comes back, goes to get her lunch. Her lunch is not there. and She's like, where is my lunch? She turns to her teacher, and her teacher is finishing
1: eating her sandwich.
0: So what we get then is that Her this teacher is abusing her. <laughs> yes. Her teacher is taking her food and eating it, and, like... Lucy's tiny, okay. Like she needs to eat, um,
1: and so the teacher. She like, turned sideways at one point in this episode, and I couldn't see her.
0: <laughs> she, the teacher's like Mrs. Crazy. I don't. Mrs.
1: Crazy. <laughs> I don't know what her name is. I don't
0: know her name either. Um, Geometry a, teacher. Yeah, is te-
1: Geometry. <laughs>
0: Um, the geometry so just decides that, well, you would have gotten there's here... a lesson to be yeah, learned. You would have gotten here quicker if you, like, took this, like, the quickest route, which is a the straight line from wherever you were to here.
1: If she and, was a physics teacher, she would have called it the vector.
0: And uh, she's like, that's what geometry is. And Lucy's like, I don't need geometry.
1: What's geometry good for? She's like, I need my lunch, which, honestly, this is, like... This is terrible.
0: You want, Like, nothing... And then she, like, tells her parents about
1: the fact that her geometry teacher is eating her food. And they're not, like, angry, like, oh, we bought this food and this woman stole it. They're like, well, maybe you should pay attention in <laughs> geometry.
0: Like, what because the fuck? Why do these people not have the right reactions to things? I don't understand!
1: <laughs> Lucy, like, didn't eat lunch that day because this woman stole her lunch.
0: Like, when Mary was not paying attention in class and, like, skipping... Yeah, Mary skips class and they're like... And she, like, gets, like, called a weenie. But when Lucy um, is not paying attention in geometry, it's like...
1: Steal your lunch. Lunch.
0: I don't understand. So uh, the next day, she again forgets her lunch. Um, and she's walking with Shelby. And she's like, shit, what? how do I get... Let I me run. I wish that's what she said. <laughs> she, so she runs and gets there late again. Uh, teacher's, like, eat, finishing her sandwich.
1: Again. and uh, and, 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 like, so then... Lucy's like, well, how can I get here quicker? And... Then they, we get the whole, like... There's a geometry lesson, and she's like, this is a given. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then she keeps, like, repeating, like, you know, doing, like, kind of, this is a given, this is how you solve for, you know, X she does, or whatever. She does
0: a geometry proof, which is basically uh, the school is a right angle, the way to get to the hypotenuse, which is where I am, is through, like, a diagonal,
1: and... Which, I I, for, I kept saying, like, this is a school. There are only so many hallways, and usually the hallways are at right angles, so you need to go down one and make a complete, like, a 90-degree turn. But... Uh, the next scene we have is the third day in the row. Which, I'm just going to say it, this is like, Lucy was the worst moment. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You, after the first two days... First of all, after the first day, you weren't like, wow, that teacher's a bitch. Like, I'm going to make sure I get my lunch every day. Um, but the third time, honestly... Uh, Third day in a row She like quickly gets a notebook out She draws a right angle Her her and Me are talking through a wasting time
0: Yeah and and which is my like Lucy the worst moment Where she could clearly she's figured out That the easiest way is a diagonal But she still decides to draw the square Which is where the L7 thing happens Again And she's like what do I do And it's like oh clearly you have to go diagonally and it's like, okay, should I do it? Do you think I'll get there fast enough? He's like, well, you're wasting your fucking time talking about it. Just go. And then we find out that the way to get to the classroom is through the courtyard, like, lunch area or something. Yeah. And she makes it. But guess what? There's no lunch. Because Lucy never bought lunch that day. No, she didn't bring lunch that day. That's what I just you said. said you,
1: you said bought.
0: Oh, I said didn't she, bring lunch that day. You said she never... Didn't brought lunch bro- that she day? She never bought
1: lunch that day. That's oh. what I heard. Okay, well, anyway, sorry. anyway, so Lucy didn't bring a lunch that day. Um, And the teacher's like But you got here so quickly And look how useful geometry is But you know where you belong on the lunch line Because now you're going to be the last on the lunch line
0: But Uh, then like a pizza delivery man Comes and delivers Pizza to the geometry Teacher and I thought like this would be another Geometry lesson with pies um, Or like circles or something Oh god
1: yeah. But it was more like the beginning of like A porno Yeah Um, you.
0: (laughs) And like, and then I thought, oh, she's gonna offer a slice of pizza as a reward to Lucy, but she doesn't fucking do that. She just takes the entire pie for herself. And we never know what happens. And Lucy leaves knowing geometry
1: now. So this is wildly inappropriate. Um, I hope you all. Well,
0: there's at one point Lucy goes, "I'm not getting my FDA regulated like, like intake of food, <laughs> my
1: nutrients." <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, this woman is awful. And why doesn't she bring her own lunch? Why doesn't this woman? <laughs> What? Is What's this, wrong with her? Is this
0: like her game plan for all students? Like, students, like...
1: Ge- I'm gonna trick them into bringing me lunch?
0: All the time, and then teach them geometry. Look at, like, what a great teacher I am. It's like Dead Poet Society. Oh, yeah. captain, my captain. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't fucking understand. I mean, look. we You clearly know we're not Lucy's biggest fans, but even here, like, we had to be like,
1: this is wrong. <laughs> no, yes, this is terrible.
0: Um, uh, That's the episode. Yeah. Yep. That's that's really it. Um, what is your best Camden moment? Or oh, best Camden person, human?
1: Number one, it's totally Ruthie with her new vocabulary, talking like a jazz musician. Um...
0: Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Ruthie, too. She, That's it, the way the, you know... I think this is the first time I've ever said Ruthie's the
1: best one. And also that horrifying scene of her singing.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, and um, we do have, if we were to title this episode ourselves...
1: Yes. Um, well, I, I don't know exactly what I would go with, but something to do with the fact that they were all skipping school, and I was surprised. I forgot in the middle of the episode what the title was, and I thought that it was going to be something like, I don't know, the, the, the skipping of school, but... It wasn't. It was the we really legacy or the legacy. We were really
0: looking forward to the French title being something about giving school, but it wasn't. There is no French title. Yeah. It's only the German title. Um, what would you rate this?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to give it a 4.5. I think that's exactly what I'm
0: going to give it to. Um, yeah. I don't think it's worthy of a 5, but it still was like entertaining enough to be up there. Yeah. Way better than average. I think mostly due to that horror movie
1: scene.
0: (laughs) Actually, all the montages. We we missed. We
1: missed a montage. Oh, there was a Lucy montage. Yes. Oh, her running to get the... One of the... The second time, I think it was, when she realized she forgot her lunch, she ran, and there was a man who was, like, tying his shoe in the middle of the hallway, and she leaped over him, and it was very dramatic and beautiful.
0: And in slow motion, and Lucy's running faces are one of a kind.
1: Yeah, about as good as the crying faces.
0: Um, so. so, as we mentioned earlier, if you would like to get in touch with us and g- be given a shout-out on the show, you can do that by checking out our Instagram, at CamdenCastShow, tweeting at us, at CamdenCastShow, or commenting on our Facebook posts, or sending us a message on Facebook. You can do that, too. Or, 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 you can email us, CamdenCast, at gmail.com. Yes.
1: Um, well, maybe do all of them.
0: Or you can be like our fan at Rosie man and subscribe to our iTunes account and rate and review there. Well, we don't
1: know that that's how she was listening, but we're also on SoundCloud. So SoundCloud.
0: SoundCloud. We've not mentioned that we're on SoundCloud, but we are on the SoundCloud. Yeah, that's that's soundcloudcom slash Camdencast. Yeah, I believe so. Um, that's it. So I'm Aaron and I'm Tammy, and this was Canby, and this was <laughs>
1: was Temmy I know there's no greater feeling than the love of